You are listening to the Forcecom Frontline, bringing you to our soldiers on the front lines of readiness. Hey everyone, welcome to the Forcecom Frontline. I'm Ashley and I'm your host. March is Women's History Month, so I thought what better way to end the month than to talk with some of the amazing women leading the way in the 1st Cavalry Division. So with us is Major Elizabeth Betterbed, and she is currently with the 1st Cav Division G5, Sergeant Major, Command Sergeant Major Tamara Williams, and she's the, the Command Sergeant Major for first, the 1st Cavalry Division Sustainment Brigade. And then we have Sergeant Cynthia Ramirez, who is the first active duty female master gunner and is assigned to the 1st Cav Division's 3rd Brigade. So thank you all for joining me today. You're welcome. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. So I just want to go start by learning a little bit more about each of you. So I'm going to start with you, Major Betterbed. Um, looking at your bio, you are not the only one in your family who has decided to join the Army or the military. Both your older brother and your younger sister did as well. You attended West Point. Um, I was born at West Point. <laughs> um, you you went on to go to the University of Oxford, Oxford as a Rhodes Scholar. So I just want to start by asking, how did you end up in the Army? Because your, your parents weren't, right? Um, that's correct. Yep. Um, I came in the Army, as you mentioned, through West Point, uh, coming out of high school, looking looking for a challenge, challenge, um, looking to be part of a team. And uh, West Point provided that, and the Army's provided that since. Um, what really hooked me at West Point, um, the first, of course, the first uh, little bit at West Point, a little bit of a culture shock. <laughs> um, but what, what, what worked out really well for me is I was able to play on the soccer team. The soccer team, uh, the coaches there really uh, made, made sure we all – uh, had had what was required to get through. Uh, so here, here I am a few years later. <laughs> so, so did you like think the army was in your in your future in high school? Certainly a possibility and an opportunity. Okay. Um, and, yep, absolutely. Okay. I just wasn't sure if you, you know, some people never think of joining the army. I wasn't sure if this was something that you had thought about, you know, and then the opportunity arose or whatever, but I don't know. It's very interesting that, you know, your parents weren't in the military at all and you still found this path. So again, Sergeant Major Williams, looking at your bio, you joined the army in 1997 and you've had assignments at Fort Bragg, Fort Polk, Fort Leonard Wood, South Korea, and Fort Hood. So 26 years, roughly later, I'm curious, what has kept you in the army? There's a lot of things that kept me in, and uh, my journey was definitely one of the ones where I was not interested at first in the Army. <laughs> and then I uh, remember sitting in high school, filling out a little brochure that said, if you want information, fill it out, and we'll give you information. What I got was a live recruiter knocking on my door. Um, and so, of course, he sold the Army to my dad. So, of course, I joined after that. Um, and I came in for college, and I ended up liking what I was doing. Fort Campbell was my first three assignment. Um, and what I learned there with the team building, just, you know, things like going to the field, you didn't know you could make so many bonds with those type of, uh, exercises, but I did. And I actually enjoyed what I was doing. Um, so 26 years later, that, that's kind of why every, every challenge I've had, I put myself to the test and I, I succeeded. So it was one of those things where I was doing good and I wanted to be better. So I just kept going. Um, and then I looked at. Where I've come, it's not by myself, it's by everybody I've ever served with because they definitely um, come part of your family over these years and you remain in touch with them. So sure. soldiers you have, the leaders you have, they definitely make you uh, successful in the Army. And I want to talk about that a little later. Um, but right now, Sergeant Ramirez, so you're the youngest here in our group, um, <laughs> newest to the Army, 
Five years really isn't that new, though. I mean, five years is a a good amount of time. But you just recently became the first active duty female master gunner. And that's a mouthful. Um, When you joined the Army, what did you hope to get out of the experience? I mean, did you ever think that you would become the first of of anything? (laughs) No, absolutely not. Um, When I joined, uh, it was for college. Um, I wanted to have free college and get a degree and to be honest like get out within the first two contracts <laughs> um you know because I had like um my college in mind and then you know throughout the years I found that this was my career path so um definitely a turnaround on what I looked at when I first joined to what I see now okay and so we we talked about uh, Major Better Bad and she has siblings in the military Sergeant Major Williams your husband's also in the army um I'm sure that that is a lot to have both, both. Do you have kids as well? Yes. <laughs> both. We have a seven-year-old and a two-year-old. Um, oh my goodness. Military is, uh, is very interesting. Uh, we make it work. Um, but I'm happy to announce he has retired. It's oh. the last day we June 30. So okay. he is a retiree. So excited, but yes. Well, congratulations to him. Um, so we definitely have the uh, interesting dual military life, and it's been fun <laughs> learning along the way. Oh, I'm sure. And so, what about you, Sergeant Ramirez? Do you ha- was there any history of military in your family? No, um, I'm actually <laughs> the first in my family to come in as well as um, ma'am. But also, my husband is in the military. Okay. We are dual. <laughs> yeah. So, um, hopefully, we can do the 26 years together. <laughs> so, but. Yeah, I am the first in my family to come in. You know, yeah. it's really interesting that you just said maybe we can do the next 26 years together. You just said you, you had hoped to, you know, potentially get out after right. one or two contracts, and now you're looking long-term? Oh, yeah, I'm in, I'm in for the full 20. <laughs> if it goes up past that, then, you know, 30. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, definitely, this this is my career. This is, this is what I love to do. That's so awesome to hear. I mean, because... And you've, you're obviously doing well at what you're doing, too. So um, that's amazing. And so I want to I move on a little to, you know, it's Women's History Month. Um, and I'll open this question up to all of you. Um, do any of you have a female that you've looked up to um, or maybe a mentor currently? currently? I mean, and Sergeant Major Williams, maybe there's a time where you've mentored uh, a junior enlisted soldier. Do you guys have any, any stories you could share? Um, whoever wants to go first. <laughs> Um, so my mentor, who is also retired, but um, he actually was my drill sergeant, which is very <laughs> interesting. <laughs> and um, during basic, definitely had some challenges in basic, um, but she was my drill sergeant. And so after basic, then I went to ASC, I saw her again. So I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> and there are times that I never forget during basic um, that always stick in my mind, especially when it comes to my two-mile run. <laughs> And she definitely is the reason why I've never failed to my run after basic training. But um, I then saw her again when I was a sergeant in ALC. And she was the first sergeant. And she definitely led me to the challenges in my career for take the hard assignments. Do this, do that. Um, and she is Command Sergeant Major Retired Cynthia Howard, who was also the first female regimental Command Sergeant Major Transportation. Um, so she definitely has kept me grounded and kept me humble and maybe take those hard jobs um, to, to get myself better. And so I definitely appreciate her throughout the time frame that I've had, and I still communicate with her to this day. So she's definitely been someone from 1997 until <laughs> now, 26 years later. That's amazing. 
<laughs> I don't feel like I have very many people that I've known for that long. I feel like, you know, it's very easy to lose touch with people. So that's amazing, especially when you're moving in the army. I mean, I'm a spouse. And so, you know, you move a lot um, and then you just randomly will run into somebody and you're like, wait, I knew you from X, Y, and Z. So how amazing that you could, um, you kept that relationship for so long. Um, so what about you, Major Better Bed? Yep, I've had the opportunity to speak with a few of the women, uh, sort of trailblazers uh, in the engineer regiment, um, as well as some of the first women to go through West Point. Um, as, as I look at, you know, the engineer branch and the Army uh, right now, a lot of opportunities for women, uh, but, but talking to some of them, you know, sad to hear some of the negative experiences that they've had. Um, however, encouraging uh, to understand both both how they approached some of those challenging situations, what got them through, and then also to see the impact they had on the organization, uh, on the Army at large moving forward that really set the conditions for, for you know, the opportunities we have now uh, Absolutely. To, uh, to serve in the Army. Absolutely. And so what about you, Sergeant Ramirez? I mean, you're the first master gunner so there are not a lot of females in your in your field so have you found a mentor thank you i saw a major uh, my drill sergeant actually <laughs> that's how i was like what <laughs> but um no definitely my drill sergeant um going into basic her name was Josine delcano uh she she's actually a 91 charlie so she's not a tanker but they needed female drill sergeants um to because we were the second class of females to go in to integration of right. female uh, takers. So um, she was there and um, she really inspired me just like how she represented herself and how she was and just the person that she was really was like, she's the reason why I'm gonna make it through basic. I wanna be just like her, yeah. you know, like 18 years old. She's like the one I wanna be like. <laughs> um, but years later, actually when I went to school to Master Gunner School, she was uh, nearby and saw that I was in school and shot me a message. And she she really encouraged me and brought me up and just told me to continue on and keep doing good things. And she, she's forever just gonna be someone that I look up to in my career. That's awesome. And so you said something that piqued my interest a little bit. So you were in the second, I don't know what word you use, second like cycle of female gunners. Uh, female tankers. Yes, yes I'm yes, sorry, not. yes, tankers. No, okay. um, yes, so what? what why did you want to be part of this this new like women can do this now i mean it's amazing but what what drew you to that so 100 percent honesty when i went into the recruiter's office um one um i was supposed to go to college first and out of nowhere i was like i'm gonna join the army <laughs> like i think it was like a month before me going to college <laughs> that i decided this decision um but when I went in, um, I was supposed to be a 91 or uh, a 19 Juliet. It's artillery. And Frank was like, Chris, 13, 13 Juliet. I'm sorry, 13 <laughs> Juliet. And um, that was actually what I first uh, initiated to be. And I had felt the eye vision test. And oh. so they were like, you can't, you can't be a 13 Juliet. I was like, okay. So what else is out there? And my recruiter showed me this cool video of a tank <laughs> in the air, like, you know, shooting and uh, going over the hill. And I was like, I want to do that. Because my mom was like, you can't be infantry. And then he was like, well, this is kind of infantry, but not really. And I was like, okay, so, you know, <laughs> he, he I'll do whatever. So I was like, let's do it. And then here I am. <laughs> well, I feel like yeah. it worked out. 
that's the honest story. Like that's, I love that's it. <laughs> I feel like that's how the best things happen. You yes, just, I and mean, it turned out for the better. I mean, I ended up loving it, but honestly, I kind of went in blind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Um, so. I guess I'm going to stick with you as I'm going down my question, Sergeant Ramirez. Um, We've talked about you being the the first active duty female master gunner. So what is a master gunner? And now that you've become a master gunner, what do you hope to do moving forward? So a master gunner for, so I'm at a tank Abrams master gunner. So my specific platform is just tank. So that's my focus. Um, But we, we, how I like to put it is we know like the ins and out of the tanks, like um, how it shoots, every all the components. We're kind of like a like a tanker and a mechanic that works on tanks combined. Okay. And uh, we run like uh, gunneries. We kind of set set up. Um, this like we prepare our companies, our battalions. It depends on what position of a master gunner you are to prepare for gunneries to prepare. Uh, prepare for like NTC and um, field operations, um, all in that sort. We're just we're just the ones that make sure that um, when something goes wrong with the tank or a crew um, doesn't understand uh, something about it, we're there to to help them guide them have a better understanding. Okay. I think that's the best way that I can kind of put what a master gunner is. <laughs> okay. So the second part of that question: um, now that you have achieved this. What do you hope to do and in, in how do you hope that other females that come behind you look at what you've accomplished? You know, um, whether female or male in my um, view is that like just me being so young and me being five years in, that encourages anybody and everybody yeah. to go in and um, pass a course as hard as Master Gunner is. Um, it's not an easy course. And I think like the passing percent is, um, it's definitely less than 70%. It's around 50, 60%, if I'm not mistaken. And um, not everyone passes. And second go arounds in this course is 11%. People don't go back. Um, Oh, wow. So, yeah, so it's a really hard course. And whoever um, has an interest of being a master gunner, I hope that I, I can show them that they can go and really pass this course. Um, I didn't pass the first time. I actually went a, went a second time and passed. So my message is to encourage people because if you fail the first time, if it's something that you truly want to do, go again because yeah. you may pass again. If you don't pass the second time, go again. Just really keep striving for what you want because it's gonna it's gonna make a difference in how you can share your story with other people. You know, it could have it would have been so easy to just give up. And be like, well, I didn't right. make it. And you could have gone back and you could have continued to do what you were doing. But you said, no, I, I want to do this. And that's just, I I think you're going to do very well in your career and continue yeah, to and to, continue to move on. Um, so Sergeant Major Williams, um, what advice would you give to a young soldier coming up in the ranks Um to be where you are someday. Um, and can you talk to us a little bit about what are some of the major changes you've experienced for gender equality from when you came in to maybe now? Not maybe, but now. <laughs> 26 years is a long time. <laughs> so, um, the advice I would give is find someone who sees doing the great things and then just sit down and have a conversation with them and learn how to map your career out 
and um, take those hard jobs. They may, they're going to be hard, they're going to be challenging, but it will overall make you a better soldier and leader um, in the Army. Um, you're going to have some days that are going to be rough and tough, as long as you know how to decompress and keep moving forward, uh, you'll get through anything. Um, and definitely your your team. Whoever is on your team, you're going to have to make sure you openly communicate with them because they will be the ones to help you get through everything. No matter if it's your squad, team, platoon, company, um, you got to have that circle that's going to be there to hold you accountable. And then when you're going left, you may have a bad day, you're going left, they'll pull you aside and talk to you, saying, hey, are you okay? Um, and I definitely think that helped me out a long way. Um, my best friend is also retired, so she helped me through a lot of things in the military. Um, and then some of the challenges I've definitely seen a lot since 1997. Um, <laughs> things that I know uh, are great are for equality. I know coming in, you didn't see a lot of female leaders getting. Um, so majority of the first sergeants were all males, um, but now you see them and it's, you have the platoon sergeants, you have the first sergeants, sergeant majors, the lieutenants, the commanders, you know. So I think that definitely is more um, now than when I first came in. Um, there's just so many of the programs that have changed. I definitely am very excited about all the maternity stuff. Um, <laughs> That is amazing. Um, yeah. Very amazing because it definitely gives that time for a brand new mother to be with their baby. And that three months was definitely, uh, definitely well, well utilized. Yeah. As opposed to six weeks. But um, those changes, I think, definitely help the environment and, and the old army as a whole. And even with the dads, them getting more time because dads are important too. They're there for their child to help their spouse through because when you're tired, dad's doing a lot. So um, <laughs> Absolutely. those things, I think, definitely helped. Um, the big one that I'm, I'm fascinated about, I am fascinated about, is definitely the integration into combat arms. Um, I remember when I was in Korea the second time, um, there was a soldier, and she was on the pier, and she was a tanker. And I was amazed. I had her teach me about tanks. So like, <laughs> it was my first time seeing a soldier, and she was a journalist. I was like, let me go see her. So I was so excited um, that I was like, I have to go meet this soldier. And so she actually showed a... Um, the Rock, which is a Republic of Korea general, the tank, just don't appear. And I jumped in there, too, because I'm like, this is the soldier that's on the tank. So <laughs> those things like that are very, even, you know, someone with time in that, you know, I didn't see that until now. But it's very, very, very um, exciting. Yeah. Um, even to see the, the female rangers, definitely exciting. The female staff, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. So it definitely gives you that hope to where you can get them in front of your formation and let people know anybody can do this. So, hey, you can have opportunity and have opportunities to do what you want to do with your career. So um, definitely getting personnel like these two next to me to get in my formation and show and what they can do. I think things of that nature can help definitely with the inclusion in the military. I think it's been great. Absolutely. And you mentioned all of these things and it, you, you forget about the things that women couldn't necessarily do in the army when now, now, where we are so it is it's amazing how far we've come and continue to go and and you all are really leading the way with that um so major better bed like sergeant major just said <laughs> you have a sapper tab um one of the so i'm gonna read my note here so you are one of the few females in the first cav division and probably the army overall um since this opened not too long ago for females um so what does it mean to you to have that tab, and and why did you decide it was something you wanted to do? Yeah, absolutely. 
actually, uh, so I had the opportunity to attend Sapper Leader course in 2010 as a new lieutenant. Um, and in the engineer regiment, the expectation uh, of junior leaders is to achieve uh, additional training such as Sapper Leader course. So it is targeted at small unit leaders, uh, team leaders, squad leaders, uh, platoon sergeants and platoon leaders. Uh, and so to, to go there um, to to learn some of the technical and tactical uh, things that can make you successful as a leader, but also to practice uh, some some leading leading capable teams under stress. It is a it is a pretty stressful course. It's a difficult course, uh, both physically and mentally. Um, was was good for me. Uh, a little bit of a confidence boost um, to, to to test myself and, and pass the the Sapper leader course um, before uh, going to my platoon. Um, and taking taking what I had learned at the course, taking it forward to the unit. Uh, so it was a great opportunity at the time. Uh, you know, as you mentioned, here here at Fort Hood, there there isn't the density uh, of Sapper Tab personnel uh, as you might see at some other bases. Yeah. Um, just a function of you know, we also have to fill those master gunner slots, <laughs> etc. Uh, so this is my first time at Fort Hood. Um, so yeah, understand that it's it's a little bit of a rarity here, but um, you know the what I learned at Sapper Leader Course is something that I think can be applied in, in any unit, um, and, I, and I continue to apply in my career. All right. And so I know I have your bio, but um, where else have you been? Been stationed? Um, stationed at Joint Base Lewis McCord. I was stationed at uh, Fort Bragg, North okay. Carolina, um, Kirtland Air Force Base, New Mexico. And oh. then um, most recently before here, I was at the school uh at CGSC at Fort Leavenworth, Kansas. I just find it interesting to see where everybody else has been. <laughs> see if I've been there. And I'll tell you, so Kansas City, I was at Fort Riley for a while. It's actually where I met my husband. And Kansas City is a great city. Um, when I was, I was in, what was that? I was just agreeing with you, ma'am. Texas could learn something from Kansas City. <laughs> okay, I, okay, okay, okay. We, um. Oh. No, I wasn't here. I wasn't here. <laughs> what is happening? Um, I now I lost my train of thought. I don't even know what I was going to say. You're talking about your time at Fort Riley now. Oh, when I, so I was an intern when I got my assignment to go out to Fort Riley, and I was in D.C. at the time. And I cried. I looked at a map and I was like, oh, my gosh, I am going to the middle of nowhere. I just didn't know. And I ended up loving Fort Riley. But we spent a ton of time in Kansas City. And it's great. I just like to plug Kansas City because it's a place that I think you don't really think about. And it's awesome. Anyways, that's not really what we're here to talk about. (laughs) So... You all are trailblazing women in the Army. Uh, Man, like we just talked about, you have the Sapper Tab, Sergeant Ramirez, first female active duty master gunner. (laughs) It's a mouthful. Um, And Sergeant Major Williams, your brigade Sergeant Major, which not everyone gets the opportunity to do. Um, Do you... Do you think about how your role models for younger soldiers and even and even kids outside of the military and and how does that make each of you feel? We'll start with Sergeant Ramirez. Um, you know, sometimes I feel like it hasn't really hit me yet um, because I'm just you know at the end of the day, um, you know I'm 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 on tanks. I'm I'm doing what I do with the Master Gunner badge now, but um, like I don't think it's hit me yet that I'm I'm 
the first just yet. <laughs> I think it's gonna take me a little bit of time. I've only said but... it twelve times. <laughs> but the, but the um but throughout my career, um, I've had leaders that weren't so great leaders. I've had outstanding leaders, and I think that just that by itself um, makes me want to become someone that my soldiers will look up to and be like, I want to be like them. And I think I just want to carry that on with me. Um, just the experience that I've had just in five years. And I know I have a lot to go. There's going to be more <laughs> more different experiences. But um, I, I think that maybe by passing the school, yes, like some, some can look up to me and be like, oh, man, that's that's awesome. You know, that's a hard school. I want to I want to do that, too. But I just think it in, in general, um, I, I really do hope to inspire some some soldiers and um i think i have i have i have a good a good group of soldiers beneath me right now that have just amazed me um and that i that are yeah they're pretty awesome but yeah <laughs> I, th- I think you've probably um influenced more people than you probably realize just by sharing your story and that's awesome so kudos to you <laughs> um what about you major better bed um you know like you said, there's not a lot of sapper tabs running around Fort Hood. And so I'm sure that there are younger soldiers who ha- who see that and and probably aspire to do that. Um, so what does it feel like? What is what is it like for you to, you know, to lead the way in that in that way? No, absolutely. Yeah. So what, what's what's kind of neat about the sapper tab is you do wear it on your duty uniform. So I do pr- pretty often uh, get approached by by folks and you know asking about it. How was that? Um, what can I do to succeed uh, at that at that course? And that that's always really really fun for me um, to to share what I know. Yeah. Uh, of course, the school has changed quite a bit since <laughs> I went. You know, a few years ago, but. Uh, you know the principles are the same, which is you know you're, you're never gonna quit. You're gonna yeah. uh, you know be a good member of the team and lead the team uh, when it's when it's that time. Um, but you know in, in general, I think um, at least in my career, it's been it's been neat to see uh, it's been neat to see the opportunities that exist. Uh, and and probably one of the more more important things, like yes, I learned learned some things at Sapper Leader Course that I was able to to bring back to my unit. Um, but it's, but it's also just, just knowing that it can, it can be done. Um, there, there's no reason not to do something like that. Um, and you can, you can, you can get something out of it personally, but probably more importantly, um, help, help out the unit. So that's definitely something, something that I, I hope others, uh, would, would, would do as well. Absolutely. Sergeant Major Williams, we'll pick up with you. Um, I'm sure that you have influenced a number of, of soldiers throughout your career how does that how does that feel to know that you are helping the next generation of army leaders um that is a great feeling because um i actually had this conversation a while back with someone when they you know most people actually like you over 20 and it's always to see and make sure that the future of the army and our nation is in great hands at times so that's one of the things where making sure people are prepared and trained and doing doing great being able to live out their best life. Um, there's a plenty of folks who come in not knowing what they want to do in life. Um, and this is an opportunity for them to actually come in and just, you know, try something that they like to stick with. Because I think that was just like, sorry, yeah. I was going to be pouring it out. <laughs> they aim for college, pouring it out. And I tell them that all the time. I'm, here I am 26 20, years later. So <laughs> things of that nature, and it, it's, especially if you don't know what you want in life. 
because it definitely gives you direction, gives you that purpose. And then some of the things that I've done was was really fun. Um, <laughs> I think it started with going to aerosol school because I probably would never ever recall a helicopter in my life <laughs> on my own. So things of that nature that become fun, it's like, wow, I did that. Those are the things that when you actually test yourself out and see if you can do something, it's like, wow, I did it. What's yeah. next? And so um, those are things that definitely kept me going. And I always tell soldiers, what is it going to keep you going? What have you done to challenge yourself to do that thing that you would never say that you would do or you never even thought about doing? Um, even the ones who want to jump out of airplanes. <laughs> so things of that nature is what kept me going. And that's how when I talk to soldiers about, you know, what is, what is your legacy for yourself? Um, and those are certain things that they start thinking about to start challenging themselves in those ways. So... Okay. Definitely, uh, that's kind of how I see it. And I think as leaders, you don't really know if you're a role model because people are going to, you know, you're always teaching and coaching. So, um, but people do come and tell you after the fact in time, even though when they say, you know, I thought you was hard on me, but <laughs> I wasn't hard on you. I was just teaching and coaching you so you can be the standard. Um, and it's always appreciated after the fact. And then to see them successful, it's, I always tell them, when you're successful, that's, that's my joy. Yeah. So I definitely keep in touch with those person over the years and then just like seeing successful people all around is always one of those things that make me happy. So um, definitely good times. That's great. And so before we go, I want to ask each of you the same question. Um, you all have been in the Army now for at least five years. <laughs> um, so what advice would you give to a young girl considering joining the, joining the Army in the future? Um, we'll start with you, Sergeant Ramirez. Advice do I have? Um, Are you there? No, yeah, I'm there. I'm so sorry. You can't see me. I have my thinking face on. <laughs> um, I forgot. I'm so sorry. Um, I think the advice that I would have, like if I were to look at my sister that wanted to join, um, she's 15 right now, my little sister, um, and she asked and she told me that she wanted to join and the advice that I would have for her, I think that's kind of how I have to look at it, um, would be, don't be afraid. Um, things will get tough. There are obstacles that are going to be thrown your way. And that's that's anywhere in life, army, civilian life, any job you have, there's yep. something that's going to come your way that's going to challenge you to either keep pushing or to make you give up. Um, when you hit those, just keep going. And, um, you know, don't be afraid to speak up for yourself and um, to, to keep going if it's something that you want to do and you have people telling you not to or that you won't make it, just keep going because believe in yourself. And, um, yeah, that's kind of, okay. Yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> yeah. Just, just to keep going. I think that's like my main point. Yeah. And what about you, Sergeant Major? Um, I would say be all you can be. <laughs> I mean, when I came in the army, that's what, that's what was out there. So, it definitely resonated with me coming in because at first, like, I wanted my college money. But really, you know, what is it that you want to do? What is it that you think you cannot do? And then have you tried it? Um, definitely set the goals and don't set them low, set them high yeah. and strive to achieve those. And definitely find an accountability partner to hold you accountable to get after those goals and be accountable with your life in general to make sure that you're doing the things that you said you wanted to do. Um, and just like Sergeant Murray said, when times get hard, they aren't going to. Think about the ways that you can get around that obstacle um, successfully or positively and take that energy, you know, because you're going to get down and out sometimes. Okay, how can I get that energy going? 
and, and get back in the fight and, and do what I have to do to be successful. And then define your success. What does success mean to you? So all those things with an accountability partner who could be your mentor, friend, someone who's going to hold you accountable um, to get after that and help you along the way as well. Um, definitely, I think that's something that anybody coming in definitely should look at and have that good plan down. And then that way they can come in and be all they can be. So when I came in, that was it. Yeah, you can be. And I was like, wow, okay. So <laughs> I definitely think that is <laughs> that is what you need to focus on. Absolutely. And so, ma'am, we will we will round this out with you. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so uh, the advice I'd give to to young soldiers uh, coming coming into the army today would be I, I would recommend it. Um, I would encourage them to uh, take advantage of the opportunities to treasure the relationships that they build and to um, exploit those opportunities that that you you cannot do uh, in any other organization but the United States Army. I think that's fantastic. All great advice. Um, so again, I, I want to thank you all for taking the time to to do this, to just have a conversation. Um, I was told by somebody in my office who came from Fort Hood that I needed to say Cavtastic, live the legend, <laughs> and first team. <laughs> so thank you again. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. That's it for this episode. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and you can also find full video episodes of our podcasts on YouTube. You can just search for the Force Comm Frontline, and we'll see you next time on the Frontline. Line.